Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse. Le climat-wandel erfasst immer weitere Teile der Welt. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity. Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous. Welcome to this latest edition of Food for Europe, and welcome also to the Zeme Zivitelka in Czeske Budejovice, capital of South Bohemia in the Czech Republic. Zeme Zivitelka translates as breadwinner land, and this huge annual fair is a fitting reminder of just how productive the Czech Republic is in agriculture. Why are we here? Well, since July the 1st, the Czech Republic has held the six-month rotating presidency of the European Council, and where better to start in our exploration of Czech agriculture than here? The fair gathers all sectors of agricultural and food production to show off their wares and latest innovations, and to tempt the palate of thousands of professionals and members of the public who visit, like Radovan Suchora. What can I say about the exhibition? The exhibition is uh, one of the most uh, popular exhibitions in Czech Republic. We have here a population of uh, Aberdeen Angus cows, 3,000. It's very good fits with, with our country also, the Angus. But this year there are crises on a huge scale for food producers to deal with, such as soaring energy and fuel prices, the aftermath of the pandemic, and of course Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which lies just a few hundred kilometres to the east. Everything changed after the invasion, says Jan Vejcik, a farmer in South Bohemia. Everything. It affected everything. There is a lack of workers, increased input costs, whether it is energy, fuel, but also feed. In Russia, the price of father wheat has increased and the price of minerals and supplements, which animals need, have increased. It also affects the purchasing power of customers. Thomas Sukot runs an agricultural support services company. Ukraine is a big producer of, of food. I think it has a very negative influence on the food prices, but I hope so that the Europe is big enough to supply their food production. A key question that Europe is currently locked in an upward inflationary spiral and the affordability of food and food security go hand in hand. Good morning. Thank you very much for attending this press conference uh, on the Czech presidency after the debate which took place uh, in the plenary. Uh, President Metzola has the floor. Thank you uh, very much and good morning to all of you. Uh, let me warmly welcome the Council of the European Union President in office, uh, Czech Prime Minister Petr Fiala to the European Parliament. Petr Fiala, the Czech Prime Minister, at a news conference in Brussels recently, announcing his priorities for the coming six months. In agriculture, food security is number one, followed by plant protection and tackling deforestation. Pavel Sekac is the Deputy Agriculture Minister in charge of EU funding. Mr Sekac, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with you. The Czech Republic is also focusing on a shift in the distribution of its common agricultural policy funding to small family-run and private farms, when the large farms are, in many people's eyes, the real engine room of food security. 
The Governmental Coalition Council's compromise aims to support small farmers and those who are interested in contributing to the well-being of the countryside. At the same time, however, sufficient support will also be provided for larger farmers. When we compare organic farmers and conventional farmers, we see that the organic farmers are more environmental friendly in their farming and now they are in the same position like the conventional farmers. For the other farmers, there is a lot of potentials and opportunities to fulfill their business. But there are more pressing matters to deal with first, are there not? We see that Europe must find solution mainly on energy market. And we can see there will be in the future huge problem with the production of fertilizers. So mainly Europe must focus on these issues because these two will influence all European farmers. Not much of the wrangling around CAP funding has gone down well with big-scale farming. Large farms over 400 hectares own the bulk of farmland in the Czech Republic and are responsible for the bulk of food production. Jan Dolizal is president of the biggest body representing these farms, the Agrarian Chamber of the Czech Republic. Welcome to Food for Europe, Mr. Dolizal. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Jan Dolizal, what happened to arrive at this predicament that you and your members find yourself in? The new government took office and we had a new Minister of Agriculture, which basically declared that he wants bigger support for smaller farms, which in our view is not a bad thing per se. Uh, But in reality, uh, it can bring uh, some problems. The majority of agricultural production is basically done by bigger farms, bigger than 400 hectares, 500 hectares. And in this new system, these farms will see uh, their support decreased. uh, And it comes at uh, a very bad time, I should say. Because right now farmers are facing, you know, more requirements from the so-called Green New Deal or more requirements in the new common agricultural policy. And also they uh, see the cost uh, of production rise dramatically. It seems like a perfect storm of negative factors affecting things right now. It's not as easy as it might seem to politicians and uh, some members of the public. And for bigger farms, uh, this will actually mean bigger problems right now when it comes to whole uh, Russia-Ukraine situation, uh, energy crisis, or, or mineral f- fertilizer prices, uh, you know, diesel prices and everything. You know, so uh, this this is one our main concern, and, and this is something that we still think needs to be addressed in some other way, maybe than the uh, the cap policy. But we need to find a way to support uh, farms that actually produce food. I'll give you an example. We have about 30,000 uh, farmers or uh, I say applicants for uh, for the subsidies and out of those only uh, about 1200 are dairy farmers in Czech Republic. And mostly mostly I, I believe in uh, it's 95% of them are above 400 hectares. You know, so uh, so that's where we see the problem because those farms they now see their costs rising and they will get uh, lower support. Let's say that around 2,000 farms between 500 to 2,000 hectares uh, are responsible for 75% of agricultural production in Czech Republic. These are the farms that will have uh, the biggest trouble, let's say, because they will have to pay more when it comes to labor, they will have to pay more when it comes to diesel, 
Uh, they will have to pay more when it comes to plant protection products and, and they will have less money to do that. Among small-scale family and private farms, there is a broad, though not unqualified, welcome for the government shift in emphasis and funding. Radim Kotorba is a board member of the Association of Private Agriculture of the Czech Republic, a professor of life and animal sciences, and a smallholding farmer himself. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Kotorba. Thanks so much, and thanks for your invitation. What, in your view, is the headline story of these funding changes? It means that the farmers will have better condition and more equal with those large ones because they have advantage of the size. So they have much better prices and we have very big problem for local production to enter the market. So for those smaller producers will be possibility to also sell the meat from the farms to make milk products. What is existing now already, but it's not supported. And especially for organic farmers, that's something what was not possible up to now. So that will help also to sell locally and to process locally. We'll have like big input for stabilization of the sector and also for food security. Are family farming enterprises equipped, do you think, to absorb the negative impact of Russia's aggression in Ukraine? The war at Ukraine and all that post-COVID crisis and energy, we see as a family farming as opportunity for structural changes rather than threat about new approaches still based on food production, the commodities and everything, but to do it in a different way. To maybe look more about natural-based solutions to also be less dependent on the inputs, on the prices, and to really produce locally and to stabilize. That's how we see food security. Outside of those considerations, Russia's invasion must surely strike a particular chord for citizens of the older generation in the Czech Republic. All war, etc., because we had the Russian army in 68, so we are very sensitive. The family farmers, they are very traditional, very oftenly they are religious people, and they see this from that historical perspective but they always survived. Thank you, Radim Kotorba, for joining us. It was my pleasure to contribute with family farming approach. Well, that's all very much in the here and now, but what of the longer view of harnessing the power of innovation? Pavel Sekac. The precision farming scheme, how to reduce pesticides, how to reduce fertilizers, but also how to achieve the environmental goals. If you can imagine, organic farming is a one way. But another way, as I mentioned, conventional farming, we can see that precision farming has a huge potential for all Europe. And I would stress here to all European farmers, please try to think about artificial intelligence. Look at innovations. Deputy Agriculture Minister Pavel Sekac, many thanks indeed. It was my pleasure. And I wish all European farmers good luck in the future. And Jan Dolezal, what's your take on innovation and new farming technologies in your country? A lot of our members are actually investing in, we call it advanced uh, field mapping or advanced soil mapping. And you basically get an idea or get a picture of what your soil needs what nutrient it needs, where it actually pays uh, to invest more and where it doesn't, because then you get diminishing returns if you invest too much and it doesn't bring you anything back. Jan Dolezal, many thanks indeed for your insights there. It was a pleasure. Thank you.
We're back at the Zeme Jivitelka, and no visit to a Czech food fair would be complete without a word about the country's most globally celebrated product, traditional Pilsner beer. Here, whatever innovations are breaking out elsewhere, tradition is the key, according to Radim Beranek, head of the mini Pivovar Beranek Brewery. Here we keep our simple tradition, which we've had for hundreds of years. I think we are the best in the world in the bottom fermented beers, lager beer. However, his optimism of a post-pandemic bounce back has a slightly bitter aftertaste, as it were, in view of the summer drought, which has added to farmers' woes this year. It will come, it will come. I think people are back where they should be, that is, back to the pubs. But the drought will be noticeable for our supplies. We don't know where they will come from. And so, to the tune of some traditional South Bohemian folk music, that's it from this edition of Food for Europe. Many thanks for listening. You can listen again to this podcast or to any others in DG Agri's series by searching simply for Food for Europe. From me, Paul Anderson, and the rest of our team, goodbye and until the next edition on Rural Development in two weeks. Organic farming is steadily increasing. That's good. Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse. Der Klimawandel erfasst immer weitere Teile der Welt. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity. Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous. 